Welcome to another episode of History, and this time we're going back to the Skipper Canteen, back to the Jungle Cruise, and unbelievably, this is our last voyage. Very, very sad, but it was an epic, epic journey, almost like the Iliad. This never ended. Uh, how <laughs> does feel that way. We are heading to Skipper Canteen one last time to go to the bookshelf which we're going to focus on all of the titles, authors, and fun little secrets that are hidden there on the Skipper Canteen SEA Rooms little library leading into that room. With me, as always, is Skipper Kate. Last time, saying Skipper Kate. Skipper Kate, how are you doing this evening? No, I'm sad that you said that. No, I'm I'm good. I'm. This is, what, twenty episode 21 in this Jungle Cruise series, we have both had the pleasure of conversing with uh, former Imagineer Kevin Lively throughout this series, who um, developed a lot of the uh, stories for the Jungle Cruise, and he actually did help a lot with this episode. So I want to start this episode off by saying a great big thank you and a round of applause for former Imagineer Kevin Lively. We really <laughs> <laughs> That's It's over. <laughs> Laundry's done, Kevin. <laughs> Hang it out to dry. <laughs> the timing of that, my goodness. Um, but we do want to also um, support Kevin because he is an artist um, and he has some really wonderful art for sale. Uh, we mentioned this on another episode, but you can head on over to, it's on Etsy and it, the store is called Skipper Kevin. And it, he has some really fun things for sale. I think he just made a new, like, mock album cover that's really funny. Um, a lot of it's full of puns. It's very tiki-themed. So, and I believe that you can also adopt a hippo, like there's one that is in the um, Disneyland queue. There's actually a little wooden hippo, and he has those on there as well. Do you want to tell him about what this is? Because this is funny. Yeah, this is uh, this is a faux... Uh record album and it says in the shower ella fant gerald recorded live in concert accompanied in full trumpet orchestra at the sacred bathing pool so yep this is a framed one they also has non-framed ones uh and then lots of wood carvings they're the and then the shrunken heads he also wrote a children's book too uh but yeah the the wood carvings is a prop oh yeah the and it's, this one's called Phineas. It's a mutant zombie piranha as well. So yeah, and then and then there are lots of lots of hippos, and the pricing's good forty five dollars for a hippo. I that's cheap. Kevin's over here, and he says thanks. But no, really, thank you, Kevin, because you have given us so much information and just been very very helpful and kind. And uh, we do want to help support you as an artist as well. Um, and to support you, Kate is going to do her best elephant impression to talk about your happy wooden figures. I am not going to do no. the impression. <laughs> you do the elephant impressions around here, not me. There it is. That's disappointing. I was I was hoping if there was a chance I could guilt trip you because Kevin's over there. No, uh, no, I there I have been eyeballing that tiny little hippo, the little baby one. That one has been I've been thinking about it, but um. So I, before we move forward into the books of the Skipper Canteen, I do uh, want to mention just a few things that Kevin actually messaged me about and just uh, to toss into our previous Skipper Canteen 
talks because he he gave some really valuable information. One I actually am very, very fond of is uh, the fact that the Malopa Marie boat, uh, the little shrunken Ned's um, boat that we talked about that's in the, the Falls family room, um, that one is partially named for not, it's not only Victoria Marie uh, Falls, but also partially named for his wife, Ashley Marie. So she calls it her boat, which I think is so special and really fun. And that is a tiny picture. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I feel like I pulled up that fashion. <laughs> you know, like, it's like a postage stamp version of that. Boat. This is, uh, listen, this is first class. Uh, we'll get it peaked in two days if you want a bigger picture. So that boat, but you know, bigger. Uh, <laughs> that one. Um, this is preparing for. <laughs> sorry, that's what I like to do, right? <laughs> yeah, it was all good. Right. <laughs> Let me get my glasses real quick, right? To, um, okay, so uh, he also said that the overarching theme of Skipper Canteen is a celebration of the unconventional family. Since skippers are naturally, they develop a strong family-like bond on the dock, which is just is so much fun. He says every room is a different take. So we had the Falls family parlor is the actual family and they have the china the family would eat off of and carvings of animal families and mom's boat. So they've got like the all the family items there. The mess hall is the work family adorned with trophies and mementos. And then the uh, SCA, the C room is Albert's other family. I love that. That's a great connection between all the rooms. Um, and he also said, "Why? so why is the secret room open all the time, right? Why is that door just like open instead of why are we not hiding the secret room? He said, long story short, Alberta is not a member and had no interest in a dusty old club. So she needed more capacity to feed customers. So she just left the door open so she could <laughs> feed her customers. So is a, that is a good, uh, great picture, more a bigger picture. <laughs> <laughs> the the uh, bookcase in the door that's open leading into the secret meeting room for the Society of Explorers and Adventurers. Um, he also mentioned Exploratio Continua. Uh, we said, you know, the adventure uh, ex exploration continues, but he said it's a form of keep moving forward, like Walt Disney's quote. So I loved that. <laughs> and oh, Kirk, you'll love this one. So the the daily newspaper above the in in the men's restroom was his idea so oh i love that you yeah can it's thank great kevin for that thanks kevin and yeah he said any newspaper clipping you see including the men's room one came from their last copies of the daily news from adventure trading company uh the quest that would send guests to Frontierland for the elephant juju and whatnot um and the phone numbers worked for years but no longer do so mm. phone numbers used to work uh, and Chris Runco, which we mentioned is the Runcosaurus, I think is what it was in the, the, the beasts on the wall. Uh, not only did he did, he, he says he did the Skipper Canteen artwork, which they released for the announcement at D23. And prior to that, they didn't have any art for it. Zero. Um, and Chris then stayed late with him and, and got that art together. So that was partially to thank him for that. And, uh, he said the, the reason why the Kraken doesn't look like pirates is because the art was done and then he filled in the blanks so the artist was just populating with cool sea creatures that's why it doesn't look like the one that's from pirates at all um and he did have a little he had a question for me about like the the sea monster the connection between the sea monster and the world of motion ride which 
apparently was not the intention. It just happens to look a lot like that sea monster. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So you the never sea monster, know. Yeah, he didn't. He was just making up sea monsters, and uh, that, that happened. So it was um, it was deep seated. It was Inception. <laughs> you know. Um, and then the original Crocker fish was supposed to be George. Uh, I'm going to say this name wrong. Wrong. Caligridis. George Caligridis fish, um, but his PR team shot that down. So that he was the president of uh, Disney Segment Development and Enrichment. So those are just a couple of notes from our previous episode. Thank you, Kevin, for... Yeah, thanks for the extra details there. Things we would have never known. Yeah, and I loved... Today, I was asking him about some of these books here, and he was literally, like, looking through his files to try to find answers for us. And I just really appreciate that so much that he went the extra mile to dig through all his old stuff to find answers. So yeah, that's awesome. It was really great. So um, one more thing, note about the books before we kind of dig into the nitty gritty. Uh, he did mention that he wrote 616 different book names. Not all of them they ended up using, obviously. But And if it was... Kate's only podcast and she had hours she would tell you about every single title <laughs> and if she missed one he, she'd be very upset it would be like this and then like this <laughs> oh, you want me to write a retention graph for you <laughs> it's like draw on a zero <laughs> now <clears throat> so we both Kirk and I were, were conversing about this and, and we're just like this these are so many books here there's so many and there definitely we would definitely want to keep this fun and, and moving for you guys so um so we're not going to go over every single book but we will go over a fair amount of them so that you guys can learn about some of the secrets that are hidden in this and then you guys can go look for them on your own and uh we're probably not going to point out exactly where they are on the shelf you can go hunt and, and search for them like a fun little scavenger hunt yeah. I mean, if if we're talking about directionally, as you're in the uh, crew mess hall and you're looking into the SEA, which I have up here on a picture if you're watching, uh, it's basically three different sides to this library. The one that is open, Jungle Book, which we did find out from Kevin uh, earlier on that that is uh, one of the few actual antiques that is in there. So that's a legit Jungle Book uh, that was like one of the... The first editions, which is really cool. One of the earlier editions, I should say. When I went to the Walt Disney Family Museum and they had the Jungle Book exhibit on display, they had this book actually like under glass on the display. And so it was really neat to see that. Um, which ironically, though, the actual Jungle Book, the movie was they really used a lot of uh, artistic license and interpretation away from the original stories because some of them are a little bit dark and uh, there was a whole story treatment done by Bill Peet for the Jungle Book. Um, and I think it was Walt Paraguay and Bill Peet. Walt Paraguay did the art and Bill Peet did the script. And uh, Walt Disney just didn't like it at all because it was just much too like emotional and heavy. And he wanted to lighten it up and make it more fun. So they kind of just like threw out the Jungle Book, so to speak, and kind of took a few of the characters and then went their own direction. So, mm -hmm. Side note on the Jungle Book there for you. The more you know. I still haven't seen the live action. Oh, I watched it once. My kids wanted to see it. Watch it once. <laughs> you have to see it once, you know. Yeah. I, I clearly not. Still haven't <laughs> seen it yet. It, what is the one that you hadn't seen that I was angry about? 
There was oh, I don't know. Insane. Maybe Aladdin or something. <laughs> You've seen Aladdin, right? No, but not the live action. I haven't seen like any of the live actions. Was it a live action or was it a... No, no, no. It was a classic movie that you had. Oh, seen. okay. Anyway, moving on. So um, the way that we're going to do this, I think, is we're just going to move shelf by shelf and we're just going to point out maybe some of our favorites. I have the fezes already lined up. Yeah. You want me to do the fezes first? Yeah, jump right into the fezes. Let's go. Let's wear some Did hats. Get... All right. Time for another great picture. <laughs> no, this is this one's tiny. The rest are hard big. You make it fun of me again. Uh, I also I couldn't find the lower two fezes, but there are multiple fezes in here for SEA members, which is nice because they can come in here, just grab their cap, and walk right into the meeting room. Uh, so you notice that there's there's different types of color and size. Most are maroon with tassels or black with tassels. There's also a cheetah print one, uh, which this is an older photo, which is kind of interesting because they weren't labeled. So you would have no backstory of like who they represented. I like that they added the labels because it's it's a lot cooler for guests in passing. So let me back this one up. We have Dr. Albert Falls. We also have uh, Luana Teixeira, which is, so we have Dr. Albert Falls, which we've talked about this entire time uh, with the Jungle Navigation Company, and of course his his painting. And then Luana, the only picture that we have of her, which coincidentally she is the photographer for SEA, is in that painting. She was painted in on the left-hand side, which we had talked about when we were in the SEA room. Then there's uh, these two are I love these ones so much. It's Henry Mystic on the left has a maroon cap and then a little tiny one for Albert the monkey, which uh, is going to go to our uh, our Asian. Uh, it's Mystic Manor version of the Haunted Mansion, which has this really cool backstory of a music box that basically kind of is like Pandora's box and opens up uh, spirits and makes a lot of things come alive in the house, which I think is cool. Inada G, which I couldn't find anything out about him. He's yeah, he's a he's a chef in in uh, he, he has a book too. So that's like a cook like a recipe book. So oh, cool. He's a chef for Society of Explorers and Adventures, from what I see. Okay, and then Sango Co is next to him, mm -hmm. which signed the certificate. Remember for Albert uh, for his finding the the Cambodian ruins. Easy. So there we go. That's what I got. I'll have to go in there and uh, and find those remaining ones because box check. By the way, Jackie popped in and said it was Tarzan that you haven't seen, and yes, I'm still upset about that. So which the the cartoon of Tarzan? Yeah, yeah, I have not. I've listened to that <laughs> album though. Anyway, back to the books, shall we? Back to the books. All right, I'm on the very first one, which has uh, baboons of Africa. This is such a hot one. We just need, yeah, just pick one and I will just try pick to find one, do it. here because it's such a mess. I like, I can't. There's hundreds of books. <laughs> I know. It's it's funny too because I straight up have, uh, hang on, let me flip this around. I also have notes on my phone, which are screenshots uh, from Kevin <laughs> Hadley. <laughs> so like I have all these screenshots of the books, but also just the words. It's like my phone. So it's screenshots of my phone with the chat. <laughs> it's a hot mess as well. So I have that. So, all right, yeah. 
and and how about this? We'll pull up a bookcase, and if we don't have anything, we could just say a title or two and move on. And if we have something, we talk about it. Let's do that. That sounds great. All right. Some of these things are going to be either historical references to folks from Disney, uh, references to people that are significant or insignificant to uh, Kevin Lively, uh, or some are just jokes. So, yeah. So. Kevin did say that there was like a time when he was just trying to fill out these books. And so he said there was a, a mad dash down the, the hallway at, uh, what's it, WDI to find, like write down names uh, from, you know, of, of people that were in WDI at the time, just so he could fill out authors' names on these books. So some of them are like, he doesn't necessarily remember it probably just came from that mad dash down the hallway is what he said which i think is hilarious and fun people that were in the hallway i mean he had what if he had 616 books that he wrote like yeah come on that's a lot of names <laughs> so um it was yeah it was the, the quote that i have is by the end i was just writing names down from the hallway placard <laughs> wait hang on hang on hang on and then the follow-up is uh Best part is when legal started to ask who everyone was. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love that. Yeah, that's so great. All right, so what do we have? Uh, Baboons of Africa by Alfred Matthews. Recipes of the Congo by B. Anna, like banana. 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 Oh yeah, so Savannah Rovers, that's Babat Boon, so it's like baboon. Baboon. Yeah. Um, Princess of the Nile by M. Pittman. I feel like he said that that one was a, um, that one was one of the ones from that mad dash down the hallway. Moving right along. Okay. <laughs> promise we have a lot. Just maybe not on every single show. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's just so many. It's like, it's yeah. hard. Uh, you do have some callbacks here. So over on the left-hand side, uh, this one has, it's like a collection of stories. And the two that stand out to me are Tom Sawyer and Robin Hood. I like the one book over here, another gag, In the Jaws of a Butterfly. Oh, yeah. Like from the, remember we had talked about like the vampire butterflies in the Jungle Cruise? Yeah. Well, we also talk about how they mention it twice, one on the radio and two, there's like a written statement about making sure to bring your butterfly repellent. Mm -hmm. So fun. Um, They... Right next to the Jungle Book is the Tiger Book, which you can't see from this angle, but it's the one to the right of that. And it is, uh, it says K. Lively, which is Kevin Lively. So Kevin Lively actually has several books throughout here. It's like like the Jungle Book that he says, like, and this is the Tiger Book. And it has just like the whatever book, the blank book, the hippo book. We'll see these show up throughout the whole place. Um, and yeah. these are the ones that are, of course, Kevin Lively. I have the Lion Book. The elephant book, etc. So every single animal I have, <laughs> he says, I have all the boring generic. Pendaji, Great Recipes of Africa, I think is right next to the Jungle Book. Mm -hmm. See, so that so is the call that yeah, yeah, and mm -hmm. his little cheetah hat. Oh, that's a chef at the fez. Um, and then a little bit further on in that photo, there's the fleas, fleece like fleas, Navidad, and other winter insects, which I think is really fun. <laughs> and then Huts by Professor Potter. Uh, I like this one. How to Survive a Lava Flow by U.B. Ash. 
<laughs> He's one of the better ones. <laughs> you be not surviving that. No, you don't. You ain't. Nope. Uh, right next to that is a genus Papio by Babbitt Boone. So that's just Papio is their, their species of baboons. Um, it's a scientific name. And then I think next to that was also the Hippo Book by Kevin Lively. So we, that was the, the Hippo Books next to that. Oh, yeah, you found that there. And then... Uh, Sorry, you just let me know if you're like skipping to the next picture because I, I don't... See, I wrote them down because I needed notes. So I was like... I'm, oh. Yeah, that's why. But they are like about, to each other. How about 101 Ways to Split a Banana by <laughs> BN Peel or Banana Peel? Monkey or... See, this is a book that you need. Monkey or <laughs> Ape, A Tale Hail, like spelled T-A-I-L-T-A-L-E. I need to check that one out for sure. Um, a lot of people do. The Fleas Navidad, I actually have a, I, a very tiny heart, is Skipper Kip Hart, who wrote that joke for the Jingle Cruise. So Fleas Navidad is actually uh, from a real-life skipper who wrote that for the uh, the overlay. The Hippo and the Grapes, can we see that one next to that? Yep. Yeah. Hippo and the Grapes is by A. DeBont. And I asked Kevin, I was like, okay, who is A. DeBont? Because they have a lot of books just like he does. And it's always like this, uh, this and that together. And I honestly 100% thought, I was like, I wonder if this is his wife. And then I started like Googling it. And then I felt creepy about Googling about his wife. And then I just stopped and just asked him. So it's like, I'm not going to do this. But I didn't ask if it was his wife. I just said, who is this? And he said, he confirmed it. That is what is. And I can no longer have to creepily stalk Kevin Lively. So that's that's also good. <laughs> um, and then there's next to that is Local Trading in the Amazon by Wilder and Wilder, which I'm assuming is just a, a pun. Okay. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on to the next shelf? Moving right along. So we first have reasonable expectations, which makes me that <laughs> instead of uh, greater expectations. We've got reasonable expectations, which I think I'd read a book like that because greater expectations puts a lot of pressure on you. Scaling the Matterhorn, I think, is on there. And then that is, of course, referring to the Matterhorn in Disneyland. And they had, they used to have uh, mountain climbers. Uh, Steam into the Victorian Era by Kay Reed. All right, moving on. Let's move it. Jungle, <laughs> Jungle Commerce by Philip M. Gray. But there's a good joke on this one. Uh, F-U-C-N-E-W-P-D-M-W-H-G-H-F space J-D space U by Albert the Monkey, which <laughs> is hysterical because it's straight up uh, Albert typing on there. All right, Kevin has some information. Kyle Reed, Sarah Farmer Earl, and Matt Gray, who is an old manager. Okay. Some of those names. Great. Thank you, Kevin. Kevin, appreciate that. Um, the Great Characters of World Literature by Jay Lasseter. So Don Lasseter was, you know, he was a former former Jungle Cruise skipper, as well as the former chief creative officer um, of Walt Disney Animation Studios and Pixar and all those things. So Don Lasseter, pretty well known name, but that's who that is. Left at the Falls. I'm trying to figure this one out. Left at the Falls by Trunks Knot. Such as a pun. 
Then meeting royalty with Sklar, which is, of course, Marty Sklar. Marty. Marty. Um, was, he was president of Imagineering, principal creative executive, and just, uh, I've been reading so much about him recently. I read one of his books he wrote, and, and just stand-up guy. So uh, it's really fun. This one you can't see. However, there are some antiques above and around. We're seeing some rhinos, uh, brass monkey, bucky monkey. Brass monkey. <laughs> and lots of different, <laughs> like, no, I had to, I, I had to say the same thing. Anyway, moving right along to the next one. All right. The Strange Bazaar, I think, is the first one we can see. Uh, by James Q. Treeface. I was trying to think of this one out. I was like, maybe the Adventureland Bazaar. That's, you know, because we also have um, Rosita makes a joke about the bazaar as well, sitting in Tropical Hideaway. Then, like, there is the the treehouse there. But I that's purely just speculation on my part. Yeah. It's a dumb joke. That's what Kevin says. Thank you. Okay. Uh, remembering Quango Kate is the boat that is uh, sunk into the hippo pool. So that's a fun one. Don't overthink it. I Do you know me at all, Kevin? That's <laughs> all I do oh, is you don't think it. <laughs> I'm like, what is this possibly connected to? Um, we have the, the monkey book. By Kevin. Uh, letters from Egypt. Well, it says Cleo, so... Uh, oh, Cleo and Patra, so Cleopatra. Oh, Cleopatra. And then again, another history of bananas by B.N. Peel. The Snake and the Prune by A. DeBont. Another uh, maiden name. Mm-hmm. The Later Gator, Ancient but Amphibian. Amphibian. That's a great joke. <laughs> the Later Gator. All right, moving right along. We now have uh, Encyclopedia Explorer. And there's one, two, three, four, Five volumes that are in this picture. There might be more. There's a whole uh, shelf of them, I think. Yeah. So the first book here is uh, Inverse, Inversus Arboribus by B.M. Evans. Can I take a stab at this? Is this yeah. like them planting the trees upside down? Is that what this is a call to? Um. Yeah, I think so for the trees upside down. But also they, when they were planting plants in the... It's it. Kevin says upside down trees. Yeah, you got that, Kirk. Well done. Um, but they also used to give Latin names to weeds for opening day of Disneyland because they ran out of money to landscape Disneyland. So they just started putting little signs next to weeds with their Latin name to make them look like they were official. So a common vulgaris, to put it bluntly, a weed. A weed. <laughs> um, then we have... Uh, Monkey Business Ethics with Professor Kevin Lee, which, as I looked up, it looked like a marketing manager at Disney. So, Monkey Business Ethics. I think you got this one, Kurt. Spotted Tigers by Growls. Gee, growl, growl. Uh, then the the Tiger and the Mango, another one by A. DeMont. The Monkey and the Coconut by A. DeMont. Uh Here's all the encyclopedias. There is a lot of them. <laughs> the Gorilla and the Salad by A. DeBont again. And then North American Alligators. Oh, Kevin says uh, Kevin Lee was his father-in-law. 
Okay. Don Archibald is a combination of Don and Archie, two maintenance guys that uh, that worked, I think, in the Jungle Cruise. I think I cut, the, cut that off. Uh, but that one is Truck Repair in the Field by Donald Archibald. So maintenance guys in the Jungle Cruise. And then there's a Gulliver's uh, Travels in there, too. Gulliver's Travels was also going to be uh, Lilliputian Land in Disneyland as well. So it's another little connection there. I don't know if that connection was intended, but it's there anyway. <laughs> Lots of books about mining, all from R. Sylvia, and then it looks like some antique history of Rome and world history books. Silva. Silva and gold. Or Silva. Silva and gold. Get it? Silva and go. Oh, I, I totally, I like, you know how you read things really quickly? I just totally read it as silver and gold. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> That's funny. RJ Silver, Silva was our coordinator. That's what. Oh, okay. The first one is a view from above, and that's what SW buckets. So that would be the Skyway buckets. That's fun. Yeah. The Polar Voyage by Nemo. I'm assuming Captain Nemo. Polar Voyage is, yeah, Captain Nemo. And it's from the moment in 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea attraction when Nemo's submarine went under the North Pole. So that's what that's from. Oh, cool. And then it's your favorite. Yeah, The Wildest Ride by J.T. Toad or J. Thaddeus Toad. So Mr. Toad's Wild Ride. MMR. The 1871 annual. Oh, look at this one! I just, I just figured out this one. The, I mean, not figured it out. I just didn't even see this one. Keel boats of the Mississippi, Mike Fink. It's the Mike. It doesn't say Mike, but it's the Mike Fink keel boats from the rivers of America that used to be around. Once upon a time, before they flipped over. Uh, so the one that's right next to it, to the left, the MMR, the 1871 annual review of Song is the Mickey Mouse review. Oh, okay. Thanks, Kevin, for that. Uh, that was in um, what is now uh, PhilharMagic. Which, by the way, side note, PhilharMagic, the original pitch for it was going to have Tinkerbell instead of Donald. So which one we have next? We've got Creatures from Space. Creatures from Space. And that one is Clench by Clench, and that's Chairman Clench of XS Tech, whose teleportation technology brought an alien creature into the alien encounter attraction. So sad. Bring it back. <laughs> um, and then they have Keeping Time by Williams refers to Robin Williams, who was the timekeeper in the Tomorrowland attraction of that same name. So I have a cool picture of <laughs> this thing jump scare. Watch out. He did look crazy in that. He is crazy, yeah. A Flight oh. Through Dreams by BL, which also works in conjunction with If You Had Wings, You Could Fly by BL. Yeah. So BL is Buzz Lightyear Space Ranger Spin. So those refer to previous attractions in that location. So Dream Flight and If You Had Wings. Which, I'm not going to lie, I would much rather have one of those attractions. <laughs> So a new way to manage birds, uh, I and Z management publications is, of course, referring to the Enchanted Tiki Room under new management with Iago. Iago and Zazu. Oh, so funny. Uh, the Grace of a Swan by Plaza. So uh, I'm assuming 
because of the swan boats and their port was over there by the plaza or adjacent to the plaza restaurant where you would actually board those vehicles. Yeah. So, it, that would have been so cool to ride those. Uh, yeah, the swan boats. But then next to it is the Mystery Castle by Cindy Ella. Not a terribly hard one. Ella, Cindy Ella, Cindy Ella, Cindy Ella. My note also says that it can refer to the Cinderella Mist- Castle Mystery Tour that was once at Tokyo Disneyland. So. Oh, but that had uh, references to the Black Cauldron and was super, super scary. It had the, uh, what was it, the Great Orland Prince or something? I can't remember. Mixing up. It was awesome. It was one of the, the scariest attractions that Disney ever built. And it just so happened to be inside of the castle over in Tokyo. Yeah. Rhonda's asking if we can actually pull the, these books off the shelf. And if so, what's inside? And the answer is no, you can't pull them off the shelf. They are glued in place. And I don't know what's inside. That's a great question. Maybe Kevin can answer that one for us because I'm assuming it maybe they're wrapped around some other books. I think, yeah, I imagine they're just books that are wrapped with covers. Yeah, it's kind of the vibe you get from all of them. They're for sure secured in place, though. So, because otherwise, I'm pretty sure people would take them, like they did the what the Adventures Club. They took things off the walls. Uh, Kevin says my copy of the Sea Handbook is actually a copy of the Pelican Brief. Oh, that's fun. That is. Oh, I like this one. Illustrated Guide to Radio Broadcasting. Uh, by Albert A. Wall. Bring him back. I miss I miss it listening to his radio. It was the best. Skipper Missy's fun, but I do miss Nigel. No. Oh Albert. my gosh. So much better. But whatever. Um, the Tiki Tiki Tiki's of the South Pacific. Uh, that's with B. Baker, which would be, of course, the Disney composer, studio composer Buddy Baker. Uh, he supplied the waiting area music for the Disneyland Enchanted Tiki Room. They did change that later to other things like we talked about that in our TQ episodes, but um, that would be why that's in there. And then we have another joke with boat evacuation procedures by cap dash size. Cap size. Yeah. <laughs> Glad they used that joke too in the uh, with Trader Sam's hat at the gift shop. I think that's a good joke. Uh, if you need help from any of the skippers, we're great at capsizing. Mm-hmm. Move it along. Okay, so we have the zebras and the grass, which is a, another aide de bont. So I still like, I think that my favorite aide de bont has to be the gorilla and the salad. <laughs> it's funny. Uh, with Monsters of the Jungle, I don't know who, is it Clawitter? Clawitter. Kevin says Clawitter is. Kevin Clawitter, an old friend of mine who passed many years ago. Aw, what a what a wonderful way to honor them. Rocky horror friend and monster horror fan. And that's why he says, "Oh, that's cool." Jungle. That's, that's cool. so special. Thanks, Kevin. And Kevin Clawitter taught him the lesson: it never hurts to ask. Mm-hmm. It's always better to ask for forgiveness than for permission. I learned that from a couple of my managers above me. <laughs> I think it's a different different thing than ever. <laughs> oh, it's definitely different. <laughs> then the world through a lens, a videographer. That's B. Lassiter. Lassiter. A B. Lassiter is Ben, John's son, and another skipper turned filmmaker. Perfect. Thank you, Kevin. 
We have The Stars Above Us by Quill, which is, of course, the character of the space traveler, Peter Quill. Sorry, We have Global Night Celebrations by Pleasure, which is a reference to the It's Always New Year's Eve here at Pleasure Island, which they, no joke, set off fireworks and did countdowns every single night. Alrighty, next shelf. Survival in the Entertainment Jungle by Nigel Greenwater, our other radio host. Fox, there's one that says Fox on here, right? So yep. that is Randy L. That's what Kevin believes Randy L. Um, the lighting. Yeah, let the title of that one is Let There Be Light and Illuminating World History. So he's a lighting designer. So that's why that's what that's about. Uh, next one is in choke. Uh, this is the comedy of ears by Shake Dash Spear Shakespeare. And these ones are fun. Yeah, these ones are great. Yeah. So it says, um, R. E. Venge, or Revenge, is the author, and then it says Getting Even Part Two, Getting Even Part Four, and then it says Part Six, Part Eight part 10 and part 12 so they're all even numbers <laughs> it's clever uh leaders throughout history with uh george Claude uh Claudius. i'm still not sure how to say that but that's well he was a walt disney world president and then like i said before president of disney segment development and enrichment so that's the leaders one they have northern bears in the wild your satchel and you by Zeal Bauer, which I think he said he couldn't remember, Kevin, when I asked him who that was. Um, Greatest Short Stories by P.F. Collier in Sun. And there is a little statue of Albert the Monkey on the end of the shelf. Although, interestingly, the statue, he has a maroon fez, and the one that we see here in the case is black. Yeah, that's true. It's the wrong color. What about Canterbury Tales, which is by Chaucer, which if you've never read, this is like a a, a very, very old canon uh, book, basically about uh, tales of people walking to Canterbury. 21012 Wishes on a Star by K.L. And I asked Kevin about this, and I'm pretty sure he answered me in affirmative that I said, was this when you started at Disney? And I'm pretty sure he said, yeah. Life in the Cosmos is Mark Levine, the writer for Pandora. All right, next shelf. The Skipper Handbook for River Navigation by Rex M. Hall, as in Rexham Hall. <laughs> then Banjos and Baboons by Goff, which is Harper Goff. And didn't he, he played a banjo? I remember we showed a picture of him playing a banjo. Yeah, he played in the um, Firehouse 5 Plus 2 band, which is that band of animators that that played at Disney Studios, which uh, I always thought it was funny that Walt was okay with them playing in that band, but he said, as long as you don't quit to pursue music, you can play. So, (laughs) oh yeah. Uh, So then there's Baboons of the Zambezi, and then the author is Zelda, which is Zambezi Zelda is one of the Zambezi's boats. There's also Treasure, which is right before Treasure of the Animal Kingdom by Harrison Hightower III, another member of SEA and notorious for stealing relics for his private collection. 
And then we have another joke one, Large Teeth and the Things They Do by F. Period Ang or Bang. <laughs> and yeah, uh, Kip's mentioning a Harper has a window in Adventureland advertising banjo lessons, and that is true. That And we've talked about that previously in this series, and it kind of looks over uh, at the, it like, it's like he's always looking at the Jungle Cruise for from his window, which I think is really special. Yeah, I love that. Parrots as pets. So that's Captain Mary Oceaneer. S-E-A. Wrote that. And, and it's because her diving companion is a parrot named Salty. And we made the connection with her and the parrot potentially being at uh, Pirates. <laughs> and then it just says mine by Hightower. So again, about his thievery. It's for uh, Hightower as well. I mean, he's the reason why Tokyo Disneyland uh, legitimately has like a major, major issue and drops. It's like the revenge to get after uh, Harrison Hightower. I love that. Hightower stories are crazy. And then it's also like connected. We've got to George Hightower with the Haunted Mansion as well. So there's uh, lots of Hightower stories. Long line of Hightowers. A tall... Tall stack of high towers. So I'd, I'd see where you're going, but <laughs> I tried. I'm trying. <laughs> Continuing on, um, Dramas of the Congo by Dr. Vile. A Look to the Stars by B. Strong. A great book cover up, which makes me think that they covered all these books. So maybe, it maybe, was yeah. Covering all these books was the great book cover up. <laughs> um, suspicious Tiki is enjoying life in the jungle history of dirt and then keep your head up high by Professor McCann uh, blue skies ahead by Chu there's uh, a midsummer night's cruise so instead of midsummer night another Shakespeare reference so raising children by S Frank that would be Sylvia Frank who is the head of the picture book program at Disney Hyperion so makes children's books. Oh, that's cool. Helping children. Yeah. We have another uh we have another joke. Hails from the Velt by Dr. G New or Dr. Gnu, which would be uh the sound that wildebeest make, or the more colloquial name for wildebeest are new. Wonder if it's a new book. I it certainly looks new to me. Uh, I really like the next three. It's Married Into the Jungle by Victoria Falls, then Born Into the Jungle by Albert Falls Jr., and then Married to Someone Born in the Jungle by Snay Falls. Yeah, Brandy L. Like a Fox that is on this one. That one I asked about, and he said, Randy L. is Randy Fox, the lighting designer again. So, Like a Fox. It says, Puns of the Amazon by Loy. And Loy is Captain Josh Loy, and he had the sharpest spiel, spiel in the jungle. So that's who Loy is on that other show. And then The Odd Set of Stories, volume 11, 13, 15, 17, and then 18. So to me, it's like a joke. It's like they're all odd-numbered stories. And, and then there's an odd one out. <laughs> yes. There's an odd book out. Yeah. Clever. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. It also is a good accompaniment to our even, our revenge even series. 
the Harame Chronicles by Wilson as a former fictional character on the Animal Kingdom's Kilimanjaro Safaris reserve warden Wilson Matua, who warned guests about poaching and flew over the Harame Reserve to try to stop that illegal activity. So another little reference to uh, Kilimanjaro Safaris. Those are my eggs by El Goosey. Oh, yeah. Uh, another joke one. Seven. Is it? It's not blustery. It's it's a different word. Hang on. Uh, seven blusterous days by Gus T. Period. Like Gus T. <laughs> so it's Bending the Rules by M.D. Intern. And that one is MD intern is Morgan D intern the name we gave Morgan Richardson while he was still an intern on adventure trading so that's Morgan Richardson that's cool yeah MD intern and then John Mills for the next one is uh John Mills played the father uh in Robinson in the Swiss Family Robinson and the title of that is Treehouse Construction mm -hmm. Does, is this one where it has classical American theater staging? Mm -hmm. So that is by A. Myers. And that is uh, Ann Myers, Imagineer and actress. She does one of the voices in the audio Easter eggs as well that are in the crew mess hall, which can we pause real for a second, take a little breather from the books and talk about the mess hall? Because I think we need to do that. Sure. <laughs> because... Um, Kevin was telling me about the audio Easter eggs that are in the mess hall. And I asked him, I said, we've only heard like one or two of them. It was so hard to hear them. I was like, do we have a script for them? Like what's going on with that? And so he said, here's the rundown. He said, they come from two sources. One's from the kitchen and one's from the middle upstairs office. So those are the two places where the audio is coming from in the Skipper Canteen crew mess hall. He says, all the voices are done by Imagineers. The mysterious stranger with the small purple crocodile thing was voiced by Joe Rohde since he was one of the original dream finders for uh, Image Works. Shrunken Ned appears in the office audio but was voiced by Brandon Clayla, who is also the voice of Nigel Greenwater in those Easter eggs and the Jingle Cruise audio loop. The voice of Alberta was done by uh, Rocky Kapoor, who was also the visual reference for her when we did the refresh. He says, he's in there, Kevin Lively's extravaganza, and Kevin Rafferty. And then the entire audio loop was purposefully spaced out so people would not hear the same gags two to three times per meal. Instead, they'd only hear a handful total. So if you want to hear all of them, you either have to work there <laughs> or hang out a lot in the Skipper Canteen. And I'd so I don't have the exact things that they say because I asked him and he's like, nope, can't give that. And I was like, okay. So that'll be something we can all discover in the Skipper Canteen. But listen. Got to go there and sit and listen. Audio Easter eggs. Yeah. Be like, can you please put me in the mess hall all the way by the bulletin board? And I'm going to be here for a while. Yes. With a boom <laughs> mic. <laughs> a boom mic. <laughs> Don't mind me. Just listen for the Easter eggs. <laughs> Alrighty. Back to the books. I know. Ooh. Take a take a breather. Into the thick of it. Into the thick of it. Next. I think we got all of this. 
Yep. And then this is just more antiques. Antiques. It's Tales of the Old West by Durham. Then Professor Bice teaching in the field. Um, the Temple Tours by Paco. Indiana Adventure at Temple of the Crystal Skull attraction. So that's what that's about. There's a full <laughs> entire section of photos of Morocco, and there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 volumes, Egypt, Persia, of the tropics, and they're all photos and photo um, books by Luana Teixeira, again, so SEA photographer. On the next one, we've got uh, Funny Drawings, volume one through four by Renko. So that's another uh, reference to him, which we've already chatted about. And the Ferocious Tiger Lilies. <laughs> yeah, Rocker Stone by Pebble. And then Is This Deadly by Mort Al. <laughs> we have Primates of the Caribbean with... <laughs> Uh, with coats of quad coats and then profiles of legendary pirates of the Caribbean by Gibson or Blaine Gibson. Blaine Gibson, yeah. But who was the sculptor for Pirates of the Caribbean? In case you don't know who that is. A Resourceful Human by J.P. Lopez, which Kevin said Lopez uh, was the WDI HR manager. Um, Fishing in the Amazon by Oscar Fisher. And Swimming in the Amazon by Do Doug E. Paddle. <laughs> oh, The Ten-Minute Voyage by S.H. Tick or Shtick, like the jokes on the Jungle Cruise. Top Hats and Umbrellas by T. Sam or Trader Sam. The Missing Mask by T. Sam, Trader Sam. True Life Adventures by W.E.B. or Wed. Which, if you have been with us since the beginning of the series, you would know that was the original name for the Jungle Cruise would be True Life Adventure Ride. You have to take the next one, fangirl. Oh, A Small World of Traditional Wardrobe by A. Davis. That's, of course, Alice Davis, who did the costumes for Small World. That's one of my very favorite Imagineers. And then we, we have Myths of the Supernatural. Uh, by Gracie, which is a uh, call out to Yale Gracie. And it's because also Gracie Manor is a myth because it's not Master Gracie's house. Yeah, that's clever. Uh, Castle of Magic Magical Kingdom is by Professor Ryman. That's, of course, Herb Ryman, who drew the original concept art for Disneyland's castle. Uh, and I love that. Uh, and then traditional... Juju Charms by MacGuffin. We've talked about Juju Charms this whole time. Yeah, and the only MacGuffin I know is the one from the Haunted Mansion with the Muppets. The Great MacGuffin. <laughs> the Great MacGuffin. The Great MacGuffin. <laughs> Alex Grayman was the creative director. Uh, from what? I don't know. <laughs> he was a creative director. He was super creative. He was More like... Kevin, out, get your dinner done and come back. <laughs> he directed things creatively. He, he was so creative. This is Won't like, ask uh, us any more questions beyond that. Yeah. I'm paraphrasing here, so don't worry. <laughs> the River Puns Through, uh, and it's by H. Yuck or Yuck. <laughs> oh, this is like a whole series. 
Oh, this one. I love this. This this one is one of my favorite shelves there. So my quest, this is like a series of books. My quest, 23,000 leagues into the Pacific, an adventure 6,000 meters above the world. My journey, 6,100 meters in the sky, soaring. Uh, and then the next one is soaring 6,200 meters above sea level. A breeze at 6,250 meters. Blue skies at 6,274 meters. Uh, Ballooning at 6,283 meters. At the top of the world at 6,287 meters. Thoughts from the heavens at 6,291 meters. And a rocket to 6,891 meters. Although I think it's a miss here. A rocket to 6,891 meters versus meteors. That would have just been a fun way to finish it off. <laughs> well, write write a letter of formal complaint, dear K. Lively, uh, author of the Baboon book. So, Birds of Song by Tiki Kiki Serbano is a character from Disneyland's Adventure Trading Company event. So that's about it. Isn't a journey to the stars by Kimball? Is that Ward Kimball? I yes. Um, a Journey to the Stars is Imagineer Ward Kimball, who wrote and directed the three Disneyland television Tomorrowland episodes about outer space. I actually have a picture of that, too. Visual aids. So, there he is. In outer space. Tramp uh, Steamers of Africa. Another Harper Golf. Oh, and uh, Tramp Steamers also would be um, reference to the African Queen as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Majestic Sloth by S. Low Poke or Slowpoke. The Mighty Termite by Willow. Shades of Khaki by B. Land or Bland. Rockefeller, Hippo, Pet, and Family by Albert Falls. Another New Year by M. A. Pleasure. And of course, that's Pleasure Island where they would have that celebration of New Year's every night. So it's another New Year. And then The Eyes of Mara for, by Jones or Dr. Jones. The Baboon Book by Kevin Lively. Shocking. Oh, I like this one. Exploring Great Waterfalls, Standing Upon Great Waterfalls, Surviving Falls from Great Waterfalls. <laughs> the last book for me. <laughs> oh, we have Sandy Claws, Indonesian Beach Tigers by... Uh, Kevin P. Rafferty, K.P. Rafferty. Uh, Culture of River Guide by Dr. D. Marley. I do have a note about Dr. Marley. Remember, he's the one that was on the uh, barrel in the crew mess hall where it says backside of water. Dr. Marley, that's for Skipper David Marley, who actually has a doctor in history. He's written two books filled with Skipper stories, and he ran a stand-up comedy show featuring only Skippers. So that's where that is referring to. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Uh, we have The Crocodile and the Candy Cane by A. Debont again. The Lost Temple of Sure Space Lee. Shirley. Shirley Temple. Mm -hmm. Then we have Cheetahs Never Prosper. <laughs> uh, Friends for Dinner by Trader Sam. A Small Village with a Large Heart by Dr. Albert Falls, and In Search of the Elusive Yellow Snow Tiger by Jay Frost, Jack Frost. 
<laughs> and then there's another Harrison Hightower. Everest Expedition in Search of the Yeti. Harrison Hightower the Third. And then uh, Man of Mystery. It doesn't have an author for that because it's a man of mystery. Who would yeah, it? I don't know. <laughs> the Desert Island, not Desert Island. Oh. By Chef J. Wassa. That makes sense. We have the monkey and the coconut. Uh, and then you have you have Chomp, which is a new one, by Allison Gator, a.k.a. Alligator. <laughs> uh, teachings from the Heart of the Jungle for Professor Raynard. And then Living with the Lands by Hoagley. Like Living with the Land. Uh, the Lion and the Lolly by Devont. The Greedy Gorilla by Colonel Samuel Taylor III. Poetry of Parrots by Heather Inkwell, which he said is supposed to be like Feather Inkwell. Get it? Inkwell. Like it? Yeah, it's a, it's a joke. Uh, we've got another reference to Shakespeare, Hamlet's A Lion's Tale, Babbling Brooks, Fix Anything with a Wrench by Donald Archibald. So that's another reference to those maintenance people from The Jungle Cruise. And the Crocodile Book by Kevin Lively. And The Hunger of Hippos. Dan are hungry. So many books, Kirk. <laughs> yeah, dude. I tried to tell you there was too many books. And you said to me, oh, you know, we're good. You know, we just want to just talk about all of them. <laughs> it did not say that. Yeah. I said, we'll just talk about the ones that make sense to talk about. All right. I'm moving forward. I'm skipping that. <laughs> Mekong and Yukon by Spieler. Poisonous fish and how I learned that they were poisonous. <laughs> Mysteries of Mystic Manor by Yuen. Uh, the Congo Queen by M. Pittman. Oh, I like this one. Native Orange Birds of the Southeastern United States by Dr. Citrus. Citrus. So, Orange Bird. Orange Bird and Citrus, yep. Songs of the Tiki Bird by Professor Bog, uh, Bo Wally Bogue. So it's uh, Wally Bogue did the voices of a lot of the birds from the Tiki Bird. And going right along with that, Crooning Flowers by Sherman and Sherman, a.k.a. the Sherman Brothers, writing music for the Tiki Room. Being an elephant by Bertha Trunkstein. Because <laughs> the elephant's named Big Bertha, I remember, that's in the, yeah. in the, uh, the one taking a shower, like Big Bertha. All right. Country of Rivers by Grayman. Do we see Grayman again? And the Overwhelming Dodo Population by Dr. Francis X. Dink. Uh, Treasures from the Manor. We got Henry Mystic there. Uh, the Unknown History of Navis. Oh, this one's interesting. So Jack Francis Murphy. Um, I think he said it was his dad. It was grandfather. So was was un Yeah, he didn't. And he didn't specifically know him because he passed before um, before he was born. Yeah. So hence the unknown because his grandfather mm -hmm. passed away before he got to know him. Um, and then we have the, what, Chinese alligators by... And also Diego. I don't know if you said this. Diego was uh, a WDI comms guy. And he was like Paul Rudd because he never ages. So that's why I gave him the Fountain of Youth. <laughs> I didn't say that. That's, that's awesome. Uh, Ho is for Mo Ho, a skipper from Hong Kong that was selected to go to Tokyo with them. So that's who Ho is referring to. 
So there's a book that says uh, McCann, and that is his chiropractor. Oh, yeah, we saw that one, but it yep. didn't say that note. I have one for Hicks. So if we saw the author's name Hicks was probably Nancy Hicks, one of the names he pulled from WDI. Oh, and B. Fay. If you see somebody named uh, B. Fay, that's one of his, Kevin Lively's daughters. He said she only ate shredded chicken and rice when we'd go out for Mexican food. She has a limited taste palate. Gotcha. And the uh, the two people, um, it's actually the series where it's they keep on going up meters high. It's, is two different people who are competing with each other, but they just didn't put their names on them. So it's supposed to be like they're one-upping each other. He is Sarah Farmer Earl, and she was uh, our writing department manager. And Rockefeller is the story of a pet hippo that Albert Falls had. Kevin's daughter B says wants to make sure we know that she's moved on onto shredded beef. <laughs> oh, that's good. Carnitas says she moved to Carnitas. <laughs> um. Kevin, we were also curious about, we, we saw that Grayman was a creative director, but we didn't know of what. So I don't know if you could fill in that blank for us. We're just saying someone who's very creative in general. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Magnum. Magnum. I have Kathy Magnum, which. That's right. Okay. Hang on. I'm getting, I'm getting there. Uh, Kevin says Alex Grayman was the creative director of the Skipper Canteen. What? I got nothing else. <laughs> and I'm done. What else you got? Lay it on us. Uh, if there's anything else, Kevin, you would love to add to this. Uh, please don't. Please don't, Kevin. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. This has been wonderful. There's there's going to be a few more that we ha we don't have yet, and I'll probably ask Kevin later because I'm a completionist freak who needs to have everything. Did we get Jack Murphy? We did. We did get Jack Murphy. It was your grandfather, right? That who uh, he never met. So, um, some really special little things in there that were uh, personal to you. That's really wonderful to hear about. In case a little context, I, it reminds me of the um, that dog statue in the haunted mansion, who was actually somebody's real life pet who they lost. You know, so. I love that the Imagineers have put little pieces of themselves in all the attractions that they've worked on, even if it's not something that's overtly known to the guests. So, <laughs> Kirk is done with this episode. I'm done with this whole series. <laughs> I'm done with the whole thing. I'm done with. I'm done. Let's move on. I'm excited to fight yeah. and duke it out on our next one. Yes, me too. Should we tell them what it's going to be, or are we going to keep a secret? What are we doing? Do you because I know this is important, let's just take a moment. Is there anything else you would like to add this evening? No, um, I don't think so. I think I've said all of the things. I feel like at some point down the road, we will need to do an episode on the tropical hideaway. But I'm okay with leaving it for now and moving on. Because <laughs> 21 episodes of one of my favorite rides in existence is is good enough for now. I every time I ride uh, the Jungle Cruise, it's like you're reliving this this series. Honestly, it's and there always are still more details to add in. I just am. 
I don't know. It's it's cool looking at the attraction from a different lens because I came in having some base rudimentary knowledge, some fun facts here and there, but not the depth of history, inspiration, and catalog detailing, which we did in this series. So I, I don't know. It's it's the deepest dive that anyone has ever done out literally over a day. Like it's a day and a half. You would have to listen straight for 30 hours. This has been, um, I think this is why I really love doing this uh, distory series, uh, this podcast. I really love making this because we get to look back at all the things these Imagineers have done, the things they've created, the thought they put into it, and we get to really just shine a spotlight on it and say, like, any, like as, as well as we're able to tell, this was their original intent behind the design. This is what this means. This is what you're looking at. These are some mistakes they made along the way and things that they learned for later in their career. I think it's really an unfolding of the lives of these Imagineers as they worked at Disney. And to uh, we really do pick up a lot of not only like fun facts and knowledge and things to look for in the parks that just bring a lot of joy, but we also get to watch these human beings at work and what they did in their creative process. And to me, that's worth doing this episode every these series and this uh, these podcast episodes every single time because I think we learn so much from just looking at this from the lens of what they went through and what they did to create these amazing attractions we love. So, Ditto. Yeah, I, I've just been thinking about this a lot recently about all the things that I'm doing in general as a creator and like why I do what I do. I think it's really important that we understand uh, the intention behind why we create and why we do the things we do. And um, this for me is so special because we really get to remember a lot of the people that we also lost. You know, there's a lot of these Imagineers that that are not with us anymore, and their their work lives on not only in things that we just get to enjoy and have fun with in the parks, but also their life experiences. Yeah, it's a great retelling. So are we going to tell them what is coming next? Yeah, go ahead. Our plan was, at least for this next episode, uh, is we're, we really loved debating about Michael Eisner. At- Still debate about it all the time. <laughs> I sent Kate a picture of Michael Eisner today. Yeah. Uh, but... Because we really had a lot of fun with that episode, we're like, we should do another debate episode because we like to fight, apparently. So <laughs> we're not fighting about food at Hollywood Studios. We've already kind of done that. So I feel like, you know, we don't need to. And you've that. actually eaten some really good food at Hollywood Studios. So I feel like. Well, I don't know if I'd say really great. It's, I don't... it's acceptable. Acceptable. No. That's it's so false. You were with me and you were like, oh, this is actually really good. And I have a video of it somewhere. So don't try to get off. Okay. You know, stop. Pump the brakes. I've got the receipts, sis. You took a video of that? Of course. <laughs> like, when does that ever happen? Okay. All right. Anyway, so what we're going to do in this next episode, because we enjoyed that debate one so much and so did you guys, uh, we're going to bait. It's the great Barker Bird debate of 2023 words of a feather don't flock together start <laughs> tagline uh, i don't know sure so yeah we're going to debate uh what is it like best barker bird best barker bird battle wrote throw down 
So that's coming next. Beyond that, um, we will we'll be doing some shorter things for a little while before we jump into another series for Kirk's sanity. And then <laughs> Yeah, I need a couple I need a couple of easy ones. Like just like simple one, two episoders, <laughs> not big I won't pick attractions. So the attractions you really have to because it's like concept and then it's like ride with and stuff beyond no that, you know. Really- all, almost every attraction is going to take a couple episodes. Yeah, it's three or four at stop. least. Yep. So we'll do maybe a couple of simpler, easy ones that have are themed to specific things, and then we'll go and then we'll do we'll dive back into some attractions at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But next week it will be what Barker Bird is best or was best. That's what I say. Is best. They live on in our hearts. It's fine. With that, thank you everybody for joining us for this episode of Distory in our last episode of our Jello Cruise series, but not the last episode of Distory. We will be back next week for the great battle of the Barker Birds. <laughs> a little debate for you guys. Uh, but thank you for hanging out with us through all that wonderful literary pun adventure. And also a really great big thank you to Skipper Kevin Lively for uh, joining us kind of virtually in this adventure through the books of the Skipper Canteen. We really appreciate you, Kevin. And as for that, any final thoughts, Kurt? Thank you for listening, enjoying. Man, that was fun. And it just makes me really want to step on board and be a skipper for a day. Yeah. That's like life goals. Yeah. Someday. Someday it's going to happen. All right, everybody. This is Skipper Kate signing off. Skipper Kirk. Kungaloosh. (laughs) We will see you next time on Distory.